what is going on everybody welcome on into the stream it is your boy rb welcome into philly take with rb today we have a special guest uh back from the dead back out of retirement this man yeah. literally pulled a two five on us he really did dj what's going on man back out of forced retirement yeah um what's up man <laughs> um yeah, you know, we'll just we'll just squash it right at the beginning of the stream so people don't ask it the whole time. Uh, I'm dealing with a copyright strikes. I'm dealing with copyright strikes on my YouTube channel. That doesn't mean they're legitimate copyright infringements. Just means somebody claimed copyright and the channel gets locked for 14 days. Uh, that's kind of all I'm gonna say about it. It's a long story. I told it on Twitch. I got a cease and desist letter for telling the story on Twitch. They printed out my tweets and sent them to me in the mail. It is insane. Uh, and uh, nothing's really gonna happen to me or the channel. And I could keep, I could keep doing it, but it's just, it's just, you know, everything I say is just gonna turn into more nonsense. So, uh, the channel will be back soon, and I'm ready to get back on the grind and back locked in. You know, some, some, some. I don't know. I don't want to say. It. I just don't want to say what I what I really want to say. I don't want to say it, man, because who knows? I don't know how bullying goes on YouTube, man. Maybe they'll shut down your channel and everything for me saying something. I don't know. Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. And um, <clears throat> what we need to do, we need to go show him some love on his channel, man. So run it back, Philly, if you guys are not yet. And if you're in here, man, go subscribe to his channel Again, hit that like button for us, man. Hope to see you guys in here. We were trying to get the others on, but they were not available. So it is the dynamic duo. We are going to talk Sixers, Kings last night. Not sure if DJ watched the game. We're going to talk Tyrese Maxey. I'm sure you guys, like myself, are dying to hear what DJ thinks about Tyrese Maxey. And we got the Sixers and Warriors tomorrow night. And then we finally go home. Um, and hopefully we'll get our players back. You know, it's been it's been a rough stretch watching the Sixers. It kind of reminds me of last year. You know, I feel like this is literally last year part two. I'm yeah. I'm watching the games. I'm going through. But am I really, like, intrigued and engaged? No. What do you think? Yeah, I feel the same exact way. And it's – I thought it was just going to be one season like that. I mean, it's, it's turning into three, right? It was the bubble, and then it was last season, and now it's this season. And it's like, I don't know, man. When's it going to end? Um, I don't want to get all coronavirus talk on here, but it's just annoying at this point. I don't know. I don't get it. My kid's out of school for seven days right now um, because somebody got it and he tested negative right away and he still has to sit out of school for seven days. I just don't, I don't understand it, but that's what they're doing in the NBA. It keeps happening. It's never going to end. Uh, and yeah, it's hard to stay interested. You know, it's at least we have Tyrese Maxey because that at least you're like, you know, oh, nobody's playing. At least we're going to get to see Tyrese Maxey take 30 shots you know and maybe drop whatever in a game um and it's at least that's been fun to keep up with i i've been i've been uh like working a lot and not really paying that much attention but i've been catching the tyrese maxi highlights at least yeah it's been a it's been a wild ride uh you know joel and has been out tobias harris has been out isaiah joe was out matisse Thybul. every guy i think the only two guys to play every game are tyrese maxi and george's niang uh, every other guy's been out. Now, the Sixers started 8-2, and two, unfortunately. You know, after an amazing start, we fall. You know, we drop five in a row, and then we battle a couple games, and here we are. We're 10-8. and eight. We've, We got a good win, though, last night, down four starters against the Sacramento Kings. By the way, 
Uh, if you guys didn't see either of us on Twitter or my community post, the Kings, like I predicted, are going to be the ones to probably trade for 2-5 because that franchise is literally a joke. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> how do you fire Luke Walton? And then the next day, you're going up against literally backups and Tyrese Maxey. None, none of the starters from last year played last night. And the Kings blow a lead and lose at home when, when I thought they would be like really fired up under a new coach. How do you like how does that even happen? They need to do something immediately. Right, because it, it, that just shows you that it had nothing to do with the coach, I think. Or it has to do with the coach and the management and more problems because they have talent on the roster. That's the thing about it. Like you lose to Tyrese Maxey and Andre Drummond and, you know, a bunch of role players. Uh, and you got Darren Fox out there, Ty Tyrese Halliburton or Tyler Halliburton, whatever, however you say his name, Tyrese. a player that they apparently don't want to trade, that he's that good. And it's like, all right, where's this guy? You got Buddy Heald out there who was on fire in like the first quarter, I think, dropped four threes in the first quarter. But Harrison Barnes, like they got a lot of talent. They should be able to beat seven Sixers players. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, really. I, I don't get it, man. And um it's like, I feel like nobody other than maybe Andre Drummond and Tyrese Maxey, like nobody even played like their top notch game last night. And we still found a way to win it. You know, early in the game, it seemed like Buddy Heald was about to go off for like 50 points. Uh, you know, Fox was hitting these crazy step back Jays. And like, I don't know, the Kings are just bad. Like they need to make something happen. Give me Buddy Heald, Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that would be a really good trade for us. Yeah, I didn't really get to watch the second half. Um, like with those two things you just mentioned, what do you think happened in the second half? They those guys just went cold and they couldn't hit a shot. Or I mean, just their offense disappeared in the fourth quarter. It absolutely yeah. disappeared, and they were just playing ISO ball and they they didn't play any defense. And the Sixers went on a twenty-two to four run in the fourth quarter without any starters. Like crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, from what I watched, uh, Tyrese Maxey's too quick. He's too quick against good defense, but the way they were trying to guard him is just not going to work. You know what I mean? Especially in that in that fourth quarter, one of the pick and rolls just off the top of my head, the, the center's way too high, and he just you're done. You right. come up that high on yeah. Tyrese Max, you're done. How do you, how is that not part of the game plan? I know it's unbelievable. And that kid, you know, we might as well just get right into Tyrese Maxey. He only shot eight for twenty two last night, twenty four points. But you know, he's had these games above thirty. Every game, this kid plays with more confidence. He's just, it's just instilled in him. And he's got that dog. He's got that Philly mentality. Um, honestly, if the Sixers were going to go through a situation like this with their point guard, I feel like Tyrese was the perfect guy to take over. Um, and nothing gets to that kid. There, all the adversity, he could have, you know, pouted his way through the beginning of the season. I'm hearing him talk. He's like, yeah, you know, I don't even care if I score as long as we win. He's the complete opposite of you know who. Um, and I, you know, I've been like, we all said this guy was going to have a really good season. I don't think we expected it this fast, but his growth is insane. Like, he's not even turning the ball over. I mean, for the last like six, seven games, I think he's it's averaging wild. 0.6 turnovers a game. Like, the kid is growing at an insane rate. He's hitting threes, the, the little midi, the signature floater. The kid mm -hmm. is doing everything for this team right now. And, we need to let him rock, but but let's hear your thoughts. Like, just tell us how you feel about Tyrese as a whole. Yeah, I think it's that like chip on your shoulder mentality, or always wanting to prove something to somebody. You know, uh, somebody that's undersized in the first place, 
always has that, like, you know, you're not big enough to play in the NBA type of thing. He probably had that his whole life. So he's probably been told the opposite of you-know-who, who was told his whole life, you're the next LeBron James, you're the next Magic Johnson, you're great, you're amazing, oh, everyone's a hater. It's the opposite of that, where this kid his whole life was told, yeah, you're probably just not big enough to play in the NBA. You're, you know, you're great, but you're probably just not going to be in the NBA. And he just, like through high school, college, through everything. He just keeps proving people wrong. And so he gets to the NBA, and he's so used to having to prove people wrong, he has no issue with it. And he's so ready to learn something new because he wants to be great. And that's in uh, that's just in someone's DNA. Um, the way that he's learned the point guard position, I remember the first game of the season, I think, we all overreacted like crazy. Uh, and we were like, I don't know, he's just not a point guard. Like, he's just a scorer. Like, maybe we need a point guard. and then. Just the way Doc and Sam Cassell and everybody's been working with him and how much he's learned. When you watch him now run a pick and roll, read where the hedge is and step back and run it again to the other side, like that's Chris Paul level stuff. He's reading the entire floor as it's happening. I'm actually blown away by the things that he's doing with like decision making at the top of the key and running a point guard position. And I'm also just so happy to watch an actual point guard uh, play basketball on, on the Sixers. So yeah, yeah, he's incredible. Uh, yeah. and it's the exact opposite of somebody being told their whole life, you're amazing. And, uh, you know, you're going to walk into the NBA. Um, yeah. I thought about LeBron James when I said that a couple of seconds ago, and that's different too. I think somebody with so much hype should be pressured to be good. Like, okay, now I have to live up to it. But two five, it was just like, nah, I don't have to live up to anything. You guys can all yeah. kiss my ass. I do whatever I want. Yeah, and, and imagine what he's feeling now, you know, seeing Tyrese Max, he just absolutely shred defenses. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely never going back there. But, uh, you know, Tyrese is almost averaging 19 a game. He's, he just turned 21 years old. I made a point a couple of days ago. I w- I'm wondering your take on this. Like, I know that he has to kind of like, and we'll talk about this for sure. I want to get your take on this later on. But, like, there there seems to be a split. I know you've been away for a couple weeks. There seems to be a split among Sixers fans when it comes to Tobias Harris. Like, is he being efficient when he's putting up 27, 28, or is he taking away touches from Tyrese Maxey? So I've been kind of going back and forth with it. But in terms of Tyrese, like, he fell to a team that already had three to four other options on the offensive side of the ball, right? I feel like if Tyrese was on one of those, like, rebuilding teams right now, even in his second year, I feel like this kid would be averaging 28 a game, 30 a game. Like he is that good. And when I see it, like it's the growth, but it's it's more so just being relentless, right? Like Tyrese can come down, he can go up off the wrong foot, fall out of bounds, miss a layup by three feet. The next drive down the floor, he's ready to attack again. And it's like, how long have we been talking about a point guard just doing point guard things? But he takes it to another level. And honestly, if he keeps playing like this, I know his numbers are probably going to drop a bit when Joel comes back, but like he, in my eyes, he's starting to be in the all-star conversation. He's been one of the most efficient players in the league. Yeah. I think the Tobias Harris thing, it's going to be tough because it's always good to add Tobias Harris to a a recipe, right? He's a scorer. Um, But I think Tobias Harris doesn't quite realize yet that, Tyrese Maxey's running the show. This is not the Tobias Harris show. It's just not. You're your fourth option on a championship level team. Uh, you're a good scorer, but you know, everybody's out. That doesn't mean it's the Tobias Harris show. And at the end of the 
Portland game, was it? When they they almost had a comeback and Tobias had like four possessions in a row uh, that, that were just awful. It's not the Tobias Harris show, and it's gonna. I don't know if anybody's gonna actually tell him that, but from what I'm watching, like, I Tyrese might be number two. It might be Embiid Tyrese. Like he's running the whole show. Everything happening on the floor is centered around what he's doing with the ball. Uh, you know, and Tobias is gonna have to learn. Like, listen, you get your shots, but you're you know, don't go Russell Westbrook on us here in the fourth quarter and start taking the ball from Kevin Durant and shooting us out of the game. Yeah. Uh, I, people are saying we're better without Tobias. I don't know. I I go back and forth with that. I think the ball moves better when he's not on the floor, but that doesn't mean we're better. I think he's a right. better player than, you know, Korkmaz or uh, some other guys that are out there. Yeah. My, my thing with Tyrese is like, or just anybody. And I would like to know from you as well. Like, do you think it falls more on Tobias Harris or does it fall on Doc Rivers? Because first off, when it comes to Tyrese or just anybody, like, even since Tobias Harris came back, we were one in four, I believe, in the games that Tobias did play before he missed yesterday. And I just felt like even against the Knicks and the Bucks without Tobias, like the ball is just moving much more. Like everything is just free flowing. And when it comes to a guy like Tyrese, right, or Seth Curry, his numbers have dipped. Why? Because there's just too much stagnant offense going on. Like, why don't we stay with the hot hand? Tyrese Maxey, you talk about the Portland game, right? Tobias had, what, three terrible possessions late in that game. Tyrese was going gritty and one, stepping into a three, like hitting the biggest shots. Why don't you stay with that guy? I don't understand. And as it relates to Tobias, like, I'm actually putting more on Doc Rivers because you can't come down and run four out and one in with Tobias Harris. That's not who he is. He's a guy, you give it to him at the mid-range, let him take a dribble or two and put it up. Tobias, to me, is a really good third option on a championship team. But when he, when Joel is out, and of course this will be masked when Joel comes back, but like you can't run your whole offense through Tobias. Like that's why we're struggling. And I feel like some of the bench guys are hurting from this. We know what Tobias is. He's overpaid. We can't do anything about it. But I'm not ready to sit up here and say, like you said, trade Tobias because then where do we go as a franchise? Like I feel like that's way too reactionary for people saying that. We need one more piece and we need Joel to come back and be healthy. Yeah, because I think. I think over the years I've seen teams play without their stars and, and and win like four or five games in a row and everybody freaks out, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh my God, look, they're better without the, – the Knicks were better without Carmelo Anthony and Jeremy Lin was going off. Like, eh, are they really better without Carmelo Anthony? You know what I mean? Uh, and the ball does move better because you don't have guys like searching for shots. It's just rotating around the perimeter and whoever's open shoots it or they pass it or they, or they do whatever. So I think without stars on the floor, the ball – is always going to move better in, on in, on any team. Uh, but I don't think that makes you like a better team without those players. Yeah. I'm, I just run. think like, I like, I think Tobias, we need to lower our expectations a little bit because Tobias comes down and gives it his all. But even with say two, five being out this year, we're missing $30 million. Like we're not, I'm at least me. I'm not expecting Tobias to be like a solid second option because that's not what he is. He's a 20 point per game type of guy and that's it. He's going to give you what he gives you. And and it's not like we're expecting his potential to be some other astronomical level when he's just not doing it. We just know what he is. He's severely overpaid. We get that. But, Uh you know, now with the emergence of Tyrese Maxey, like I feel like we just have to like scheme it better. We have to fit everybody, you know, all these pieces in and Doc's got to do a better job at not letting the the offense just be Tobias-based, especially with Joel out. 
Like Tyrese, you got you got to let this kid go. He's just on fire. Let him get 20 shots a game. I don't care. It'll make the offense better. Let Tobias get his touches, but you, you can't when when Joel comes back, I really hope we don't see Tyrese fade out of this offense. It better not happen. Yeah, I don't think uh, that would be that would be the ultimate sin for Doc Rivers to to let that happen. I think the way that Doc Rivers is talking about him, I think he's he even said yesterday in his post game, uh, I just caught like a minute of it or whatever, but he said like he said something like even I, you know, just need maybe I needed to have more confidence in him earlier in the season. I'm like, whoa, what? He said that he said that about himself. So I think even he's like starting to believe like, holy cow, this kid is running the whole show. And I need to understand that he's now the focal point uh, or or at least the second focal point outside of Joel Embiid. And thank God we have a second focal point outside of Joel Embiid. We've been running the, our offense through a center for how long now? And it always comes back to bite you in the end. So Doc should definitely be focused on Tyrese Maxey and, and being more creative and running the offense through him. Yeah, and it's crazy because Tyrese is on this insane stretch i mean he's one of the top six most efficient players in the league this is without joel and b imagine what he's going to do with a big body center who's going to set him you know better picks and all this stuff like i i just notice his confidence he just looks like he has it the it factor um and i expect it to keep up and i think if we get another piece we can we can uh contend but um what do you think what do you think maxi's i guess potential or is his i guess i don't know his future or like in terms of what this kid can be like, and also, are you including them in any trades whatsoever? No, no, I'm not including them in any trades because it's not just what he's doing right now, but his mindset and what he's, what he's uh, improved on in just the first part of this season is like, how much could he improve on everything in five years? You know what I mean? Like he's so quick off the dribble and then he stops on a dime and shoots a mid range. It's absolutely unguardable. And that's right now at 21 years old. Imagine what he can improve on. Like I said, in five years, imagine if his, if he's shooting 42% from three right now. It's ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense. I, in the beginning of the season, he was shooting 30 for the first like 10 games. And I was just like, maybe he's just a 30% shooter. He shot 30 in college, shooting 30 in the NBA again. And now it's like, when did this happen? He shoot 42% from three. Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I just there's no way you could put him in any trade package because he yeah. could be a s- absolute superstar. You know, it's always been yeah. the three point shot, and will he know? Will he learn when to pull up a mid range or when to do his floater or whatever? And he's that could take somebody years to learn, and it seems like he's learning it in a couple months. So yeah, no, absolutely not. He could yeah. be an NBA superstar. Seriously, he could be. I a, agree, and he can yeah. outlast a lot of the dudes on this team as well. You know, even into the next part of this franchise. And whatever they do, but to That's put that into too, context, yeah. you know, like you just said, his numbers. I I feel like we were all waiting for him to kind of come down to earth, like Seth Curry has kind of done, but he just hasn't, which is the weird part because, you know, he he's in the he's in the echelon with these guys: Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Nikolai Jokic. Like players averaging eighteen points a game, four assists, sixty percent true shooting percentage. And in his last nine games, he's averaged 22, 4, and 5, 54% from the field, 47% from deep, 90% from the line. Like, come on, man. This kid has superstar rent. And, and if he was on his own team, like, I feel like for a couple games, Tobias was taking touches away from him. 
like this guy could really be averaging 28 a game in his second year, and that's unheard of. Yeah, I remember when we were first talking about the Ben trades and people were talking about Colin Sexton. One of the first things I said or video that I put out was the per 36 minutes, and I compared their per 36 minutes, and it was like Ty, uh, Colin Sexton was averaging 18 and Tyrese Maxey was averaging 16.9 per 36. I'm like, obviously, if he got as many shots as Colin Sexton, he's as good as Colin Sexton. What are we going to trade for Colin Sexton for? Uh, so, yeah, I just think, you know, if he was on a bad team, you know, yeah, he would be averaging 25 or 30, but I think it's this is a lot better for his development going forward in his career because he's learning how to really play point guard. Whereas you could be on a bad team for a long time and never actually learn how to play point guard because you're just out there to score 25. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, uh, I don't know. Like he, like you said, he just, he, you could just see it in him. And I've, you know, I've been kind of reverting to like, I don't even want a point guard anymore because I think he is the guy and, you know, in terms of like the league landscape right now, I don't even know who's going to be available. I feel like it's going to be a really down year in terms of that. I think if the Sixers get a wing player at this point that, you know, can hold himself on both sides of the ball that can fit in, not really be like the guy, but can kind of be the Robin, you know, similar to how Giannis has a Chris Middleton, right? If we can get that type of guy, two names that come to my mind, CJ McCollum, Jalen Brown, I would love either of those guys right oh now. God, I think. Dude. I think we're a championship contender, at least, at least a, a good threat. Uh, but I don't want a point guard anymore. I think Maxi has really taken over the reins. Like, I don't, I don't expect it to dip. I think he's that guy. But what, what have you been thinking about? Like the whole trade. So, do you even think a trade's going to happen by the deadline, or do you think uh, it's going to take a year? Like, what, what do you think? Um, Daryl, I just, there's just no way you would do that to a franchise. Like, come on, you know what I mean? Like, come on. Are you mad at Daryl Morey? Huh? Are, do you do you think he's doing the right thing, or do you are you mad at him? I think waiting until the trade deadline isn't isn't too bad. Uh, I think Daryl Morey's getting bailed out by Tyrese Maxey looking this good. You know, <laughs> if the if the team was looking like trash, it'd be like, yo, what's up with this trade? You know what I mean? So we're looking like we have a player that's so good, or or could be so good that we don't care about Ben Simmons. You're you still thirty five million dollars on your on your cap that you that that for a guy sitting at home, it just I don't know if he's doing the right thing or not, but past the trade deadline, I can't even imagine it. I just can't because he said on the radio this could take four years, but there's no way he would do that. I just can't see that happening because you can't hold a you can't hold a franchise hostage, bro. Your your goal is to win games. You know that money could be used to get better players to help you win. There's no way you're not getting seven pick swaps for Ben Simmons. Some, something has to happen. I agree. If this were to go on past, past the trade deadline, then at that point, I am uh, I am going to be furious with Daryl Morey. But I, I'm, I can't be mad at him for now. Like, a lot of people keep talking about December 15th, like the day where guys that were signed in the offseason can be traded. Um, I just don't know who's going to be available. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I, I just don't see, like, a, a really wide playing field right now. Like, I think the Kings honestly could be a team that jumps in here or a couple other struggling teams. Like, but I just don't know. But I, I, at the same time, I'm like, yo, like we're right here. I think if this bench continues to like pick it up when Joel comes back, I, I think we can compete this year. I really do. I don't think we're too far off. Like everybody may, may seem to think. Listen, somebody like, somebody like Jalen Brown, that, that would definitely be uh, in, in, in a championship 
contending team. It just would that, you know, uh, I, I don't know if one of those, if one of those trades is possible, really just been such an odd fit on certain teams. There has, has to be the right players around him. It has to be the right roster construction, or it's just not going to work. Well, what, what do you uh, think about Portland? Be, I don't know if you heard about like their whole scandal going on with their uh, ownership now. They, well, was there some kind of uh, some kind of sexual thing, misconduct or something? Was that I don't what think it was that, but I, I, or it might have been. I know it was like workplace misconduct, but yeah. like Damian Lillard, like forget Dame, right? I don't think he ever wants to leave. But what about CJ McCollum? Like that Blazers team, if they keep going through these obstacles, like they might have to blow it up if they don't play well. Now, of course, Dame and them got going against us the other night, but they're not a good team. Like no. CJ, I could see them definitely trying to move one of them. Yeah, that'd be a nice addition too. It's just all there's Daryl Morey think it's good enough. You know what I mean? I think yeah. like Dame could be like, hey, listen, guys, give me Ben Simmons, you know, give me somebody that can uh run transition and play hard defense and whatever, you know? Uh so then you're you're blowing up the team kind of, but not not fully. That's probably a good option for the Trailblazers to do. Um I don't know how he fits next to uh, you know, Yusuf Nurkic, but I don't know. Ben had a stretch five for five years and acted like that was a problem. So, you know, right. can he really play against uh, with alongside a traditional style center that doesn't shoot from the outside? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But, but uh, CJ McCollum would be a ama- an amazing fit on this team. Yeah, I agree. Just, it's so hard to get value for Ben Simmons. Now it just keeps going down. How do you do it? Well, it doesn't make sense anymore. Before I read the super chat, I want to ask you a question because I made a point, right? Don't you think the best time, like I know this is a weird circumstance, but don't you think the best time for 2-5 to come back and build up his value and leave was during the six games that, one, Joel Embiid was out because apparently he can't <laughs> play with the guy, right? And number two, when we had seven players, teams, you know, we're first off, we're on a road trip, by the way, so you're not going to really have to face the home fans. Number two, Everybody is out, so you're going to get a ton of playing time. And number three, the guy that you say you can't play with isn't going to be on the floor. Don't you think that would have been, I don't know, maybe the best time to play for five games, you know, go to the hole 40 times, and then leave? Uh But this goes back to what we talked about for months, and they said we were crazy. I don't think he likes basketball because how – like that is the the most – oriented business decision that you could have made right there that would have been the smartest thing to do am i am i right or or am i crazy yeah you're absolutely right i i i don't know if i mean i don't think he loves basketball i never thought he did uh, well maybe the first year or whatever but then i slowly realized like wait a minute that i don't think you know anybody that loves the game wants to be the best they could possibly be but um i think it might be more of just how stubborn he is i think it might just be he said in the offseason i'm not playing for philly and now he's losing so much money and he will choose his own ego over over money. We thought he loved money so much he was going to come back. He's like, nah, you know what? I will go broke forever to never go back on my word because I'm the most stubborn person alive. I told you I don't have to shoot. I'm never going to shoot. Uh, I told you I'm not playing for Philly. I'm not playing for Philly. Uh, but every time he gets fined, he comes back. So I don't get it. So this last time he got fined, he came back. Is that what you're saying? The the last fine he got, and and then they started to. Well, the first time they that's when Rich Paul and you know I've been calling them Shams of Clutch Sports. 
he went to Shams, and Shams put an entire article out during a Sixers game. And then the next time, you know, they, they were just, I feel like everybody just starts talking about Windhorse. They're all like, yeah, well, we're at a stalemate and this and that. It's like every time there's a fine note, and we did fine them for not going on the road trip with us. They try mm-hmm. to come out and say, oh, you know, Rich Paul said, oh, well, we shouldn't be putting uh, financials before mental health, even though that's very much redundant from what you're trying to do. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I, you you it's say, so like, weird. what you said is absolutely correct, right? Like, this guy wants to choose where he wants to go. How are you going to do that? You just said it yourself. There is no value. How exactly. are you going to do that? I don't understand. He said, or allegedly said, that it's not his job to raise his trade value. Like, what? It's not the team. How can the team raise their trade value? Show show the these other teams your rookie highlights and be like, look, this is how good he is. Please give us players for him. Doesn't make any sense. But the, the the mental health thing is just so it's so disrespectful. And Rich Paul even for them to even say it again, and then to act like I saw a great tweet. It was it was uh, Rich Paul said um, finding Ben Simmons is affecting his mental health. I'm about to say that when the rents do. You know, like everyday normal people, we don't get to. Oh, I'm not going to work because I. Uh, 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 like what? Come on, man. Yep. It's just ridiculous. It, it just doesn't. I don't understand like the philosophy behind it. But shout out to Birds Nation with the super chat. It says good to see you back, Eastwood. P.S. LeBron should be thrown out of the league. Did you see what <laughs> happened with LeBron? Yeah, that was interesting, man. That was interesting. At first, I thought it was an inadvertent elbow. And then I right. saw the closer replay, and it was really like a swat. Yeah, and remember what he did to Embiid. Yeah, yeah, the Embiid one was this one. At least looked like he was like trying to shrug him off and smacked him, and it looked like maybe a his fingernail like cut him on the eye or something. One of those, you get cut right here, it gushes blood. It looks like a UFC fight. Like it wasn't that bad, and the dude was losing his mind. Uh, <laughs> he was breaking oh. tackles. <laughs> he wanted to scrap. That was great. He didn't care at all. Even when it was all over, he ran on the court again. Right. Um, they, they gave LeBron one game for a suspension, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Lakers suck anyway, which is crazy. But the <laughs> yeah, the push that he had on Embiid, that one was like something you absolutely don't do. And somebody that loves the game of basketball and loves being the the older guy now that teaches all the young guys how to play and all this, you know, like why would he do that? Push somebody in midair. I hated that. I was I was already kind of off the LeBron train after I went to LA, but that was I was totally done with LeBron after that. Yeah, I agree. And I don't I don't know what LA thinks they're gonna do at this point. They, you know, their team's just not fitting well. But shout out to Birds Nation, shout out to everybody in the chat. We got 220 up in here, man. Guys, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to DJ Eastwood, run it back Philly. If you have not yet, he will be back soon. What is it, a couple days? Yeah, it should be a couple of days. One of the strikes already went away, so a couple of days and it'll be back. So definitely subscribe to him. We'll be uh, you know, we're covering the Sixers here. Hopefully we get our players back. And I, I want to talk about tomorrow, even though <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit tough. And then, and then we come home, we play at six o'clock on Saturday, and hopefully everybody will be back. Joel's been out for what 15 days now. Um, I'm hoping that dude is okay. And before we get out, be uh, before we get DJ's thoughts on that. Uh, also, guys, the phone lines are open, so call into the show. The numbers down below. We'll take a few comments, thoughts. Let us know how you're feeling about the team.
about this road trip, about us coming home, players, all that. Give us your thoughts. The number is down below 215-798-7638. But we'll start, we'll start with tomorrow. So we're going up against the 15 and 2 Warriors. No clay yet. Um, do we have a chance of winning that game? Do we have a chance of winning that game? I can't believe they're 15 and 2. They just find I was talking, who was I talking to this? Who was I talking about to this? Maybe to you guys in the group text or something, but that championship team that they had, the one that won like three in a row or three out of three out of four, they had such a good bench. It was so deep. Their bench could go head to head with most starting teams in the NBA. The Sean Livingston, uh, Barbosa bench with Andre Iguodala. And then it's like, okay, all those guys are gone now. Harrison Barnes, all those guys are gone now. The Warriors stink because they just have a guy out here scoring 45 points and they can't do anything else. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, uh, look, Gary Payton had a son that plays in the NBA that nobody (laughs) knew about that's dunking on people from the foul line. Uh, Jordan Poole is like Steph Curry 2.0. I I just They find role players out of nowhere. And once again, they have a deep bench, a lot of scoring, great defense. One thing they've always had, Steve Kerr, Always had them playing great, just great rotation, great perimeter defense. Uh, no, realistically, no. We're not, we don't have a shot. If we're playing with what nine players again? Well, that's the thing. I, I believe Joel is going to be out. Tobias, don't know. I I feel like they might as well just sit everybody at that point and wait till we get home. Um, but yeah, I I would figure we're probably going to play with eight to nine players again, same squad, and you know we'll probably play hard. But I I agree with you. I don't think we really have too much of a shot. Um, I don't think the Warriors have anybody else out except Iguodala. Um, you know, you talked about Jordan Poole. He's averaging 18 a game, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Wiggins averaging 19 a game. Curry. Wiggins. Wiggins is actually playing really well. Curry averaging 28 a game. Like, it's just nuts, man. It really is. It really is. Let's uh, let's get a caller in here. Let's go to the line and uh, see what someone's thinking about this team. Call into the show, guys. Give us some thoughts. Yo, what's going on? You're on the show. Hello. Yo, what's up? What's your opinions on uh, on uh, what's going on with Tyreek Maxey? Uh, what about it? Like, what, where, where, where do you think? What do you think he's getting traded or no? I just, I just got into. Uh, we, I mean, we talked a lot about Maxi, but now nah, we both have him as uh, as untouchable. What about you? Yeah, I would say so too. He's uh, he's something else. He, he doesn't really turn the ball over too much. Yeah, he's been he's been playing well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, get something. I guess. Was there was there like some rumors now that he's playing great that like we should include him in trade packages and things like that? Like. I know beat writers write articles every day. I haven't been reading anything, so I don't know if anything came out about I, that. I mean, from what I've been seeing, it, you know, everybody's pretty much saying like he's reached that level of untouchable, and now they think we need a wing player. Interesting enough, after we've been saying it, but uh, I don't know, man. It's just I wouldn't really trade him. I think we need one more wing player or one more piece to put us over the top, and we need to get out of this terrible contract. Yo, what's going on? You're on the show. Yo, what's going on, RB? What's going on, uh, Eastwood? Um, this is Raheem. I'll be in the chat every now and then. But, uh, I just wanted to uh, get a quick opinion on what you guys would think about a player like Jeremy Grant, like uh, like like a taller, like good scorer, 
you know what I mean? Like, okay defense. I'll let DJ go on that. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember that came out. It was like, oh, Detroit's like in the in the in the lead of the Ben Simmons sweepstakes, and it's and centered around Jeremy Grant. Uh, mm -hmm. no, <laughs> no, I just no. It has to be somebody. I think Tobias is already that kind of player. That's like a ball stopping guy. That's not really a deep threat. He can. Sh I don't know what he shoots from three. It's probably not close to forty percent, right? He's struggling uh, this year. He's just good on a bad team. I love Jeremy Grant, but you know I, I don't know. I don't think he's really uh, the the type of fit you would look for at yeah. the three position. Yeah, I think he's pretty much a power forward, right? Yeah, and I I would second that because I made a video about that, and there, there's just no way. Like, we need to stop buying ourselves into players that you know. I, I'm proud of Jeremy Grant, but he's not the dude to put us over the top. You know, I, I don't want, and he has a terrible contract as well. I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, shout out to him for getting paid. Detroit's just miserable. <laughs> they yeah. just give guys a hundred million dollars because they can score twenty. Yeah, oh, but, I guess we did that with Tobias, but you know, I don't think Daryl would end up okay, that at all. Uh, speaking of Daryl, I honestly, I honestly don't think he's going to be getting rid of uh, Ben Simmons anytime soon. So, like, I feel like we need, we need to to just get whatever we can get now. For anybody else, like I could see him trading Tobias before he trades Ben. To be honest, but trading Tobias for Jeremy Grant—that's kind of—I mean, they're—I—I I really think they're kind of the same. I just don't see what that does for the team, though. Like, what message does that send to Joel? You know? Yeah, I know. Sure, I, I understand. I don't think Tobias is a great fit alongside Joel. I've been saying that for a long time, but I think you would need to trade even him. Uh, as part of a package for somebody that's more of a floor stretcher. I think Tobias is a good four, in my opinion. I just think he needs to not be the second option on our team. Like, we did yeah. that last year, we did it this year. It's like, let Tyrese take the reins, you know? Let another, let him, CJ McCollum come in here and take the second option kind of, you know, uh, uh, spot. But I don't know, man. Uh, I appreciate the call. Thank you, man. Hey, man, thanks. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. I, I think, like, Tobias is, is what he is, literally. Like, unlike someone else that said that. Like, Tobias isn't getting any better. We know what he is, though. You know, he's he's 20 to 22 point per game scorer. That's it. He's going to leave it out there. But he does have to come up bigger in the playoffs. I agree with that. Um, But we'll see, man. Hopefully Tyrese continues to grow. If we're saying he's a if we're saying he's a third option at best, I mean with with that amount of money, you can still get a third option and more more players. Yeah, I agree with that. But all my rebuttal to that would be if you trade Tobias right now and you don't know what's going to happen with two five, right? Where do you go as a franchise? Like, are we just conceding this year? I think I think we got to really take that into consideration. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna trade Tobias. I just, I would like to see a, I would like to see a package centered around both of them. Honestly, I would like to see three hundred and sixty million dollars of players, <laughs> uh, three hundred and sixty million dollars worth of players that are not a number two option. Let me let me ask you this then: you trade you trade two five, you trade Tobias. Are you getting a star back for them? Yeah, that's a tough thing too because every uh, you're, you're right. Every every people send me mock trades all the time, and I'm. I feel like my response is always, okay, why would that team 
exactly. sign up for $180 million Tobias Harris. Exactly. I just like don't have, It's not like we need to trade Tobias. And he, does he really have value at that contract? No. So we, <laughs> we've pretty much, yeah, we've pretty much come to the conclusion we have two of the worst contracts. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. They all are we bad. had to do was keep Jimmy, man. That's all we had to do. But anyway, so this game tomorrow night, um, what do you think? First off, what do you think Seth Curry is going to do to the, or Steph Curry? Sorry, not Seth. What do you think Steph Curry is going to do to the Sixers? And what do you think Tyrese Maxey is going to do to the Warriors? I'm actually excited to watch Tyrese Maxey guard Steph Curry. <laughs> what if he holds him to like 20? I think Tyrese Maxey is a really good defender. I really do. He, he's just quick. He makes the right reads. He He's reactionary. He puts his body in the right position. He gets his hand on the ball. He's, he's a way better defender than I ever thought he was going to be, and that's at his age. And I, I I would love to see him hold Steph Curry to 20 points. That'd be amazing. Do you think we could win the game if we do that? What about your what about your boy? Not your boy, but uh Rom's boy Furkan. You know, we we need some of these dudes to step up, man. Niang, yeah. Furkan. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah, Furkan. Um that's the thing about these guys. Like they're just role players and they shoot two for thirteen. We say they suck. They shoot 12 for 13. We're like, oh, my God, George Niang, we're chanting MVP. They're always just going to be role players. You know, they just are. They're always yeah. going to come back down to earth. They're always going to have that next game where they shoot two for 13. Uh, well, Furkan shows so many flashes of, like, greatness and then just goes back to what he is. Just a role player. Like, we don't have to hate him for it, but we're going to eventually accept that he's not, like, a starting-level NBA player. It's tough, man, because and and the thing is, like, I don't know. We just keep running like we don't we switch things up, but I don't feel like they're the right things that we switch up. Like, for example, right, Isaiah Joe, I think he had like 11 points last night. That was the most minutes he's gotten in how long. Like Isaiah Joe was ripping to start the season. Like he was absolutely knocking the shots down, doing what he needs. I mean, he's a great defender. He doesn't see the floor for like two weeks. Then he comes back in and, you know, he's not shooting well now because he's not in a rhythm. And then, you know, he, he gets hurt because of that. Another example, Paul Reed. He doesn't even play anymore. You got Charles Bassey subbing in at the first substitution. Where did Paul Reed go? I thought he was playing well. I thought he was doing okay. I don't get it. I don't understand. Uh, I was a big Charles Bassey fan, even from the draft. So uh, I think Doc is always going to favor a player like him who has just an old school traditional style. And I think he feels like he can probably rely on him to get points more than Paul. Paul Reed just doesn't really look like he has a, a go-to post move or anything like that. He gets he gets points and, and makes things happen just with his energy and put back dunks and things like that. So I think when Charles Bassey had that 12-point performance and he had just a couple of those little turnaround hook shots and like he looks very controlled and 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 everything in the paint. I think Doc like loves him so I wasn't. It was kind of shocking. Like, wow, Charles Bassey is all of a sudden the number two center off the bench. Here we go. The guy didn't even sign a contract for like three months just <laughs> when he got drafted. I don't get but it, man. Isaiah Joe, I'm I'm never going to be happy about that. I always thought the kid should have had way more time. Like, just put him out there and tell him to shoot the lights out. But Doc, just uh, I don't know. You have to be, you have to be 25 and older, or you have to play like you're 25 and older. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And I see someone in the chat says 
Uh, he missed two weeks because of COVID. Right, but how about the – I mean, the guy played the first game of the season for, what, two minutes? And he, he never even got going under his – you know, in his rhythm. Like, in preseason, he looked great. Like, this guy has to get minutes, especially – we haven't even talked about this dude because he hasn't been here in how long. Uh, Daniel Green, okay, this guy is like a snail. What has Danny Green done good in a game? How many games has he played? Eleven. 11 games. He's averaging seven and a half points a game. And what's he shooting from three? Uh, let's see. He's shooting, uh, he's shooting 41%. But still, Danny Green, like every time I watch Danny Green, he's turning the ball over. He's running weird. Like, come on, Danny. I, I wouldn't thought, have guessed 41%. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that. He just hasn't seemed like even, like I know last year it took him a while to get going. But this year, in, in the 11 games, I, he'll probably catch fire at some point. But it's like, he just looks I, older and older, man. Yeah, he looks like he's ready to retire. I, th- I don't think he did much this offseason. I think he's kind of towards the end where he's just like hanging out all offseason. Like, all right, I guess I'll play another year, see what, what happens. Uh, but, yeah, he doesn't look any – he looks worse than he did last season for sure. He looks slower. Uh, it's even more of a, like, nightmare when he actually has to dribble the basketball. No! No! And he just – if your shot's not open, pass the ball. Please, Danny Green, never, ever, ever, ever dribble a basketball. Don't do it. It's That's bad. what I don't understand, man. Like, this guy <laughs> is coming around a pick and roll. Meanwhile, we got Tyree sitting in the corner. I don't get it. I don't understand it. We paid $10 million for Danny Green this year. Ten. This guy had five offers. He was he was in control. He had like a he pretty much had his own LeBron the decision, pretty much. And he he decided to come back to us. We got that done. That was supposed to be like one of our main re-signings because we were limited and we had certain rights to Danny Green. You got to step it up, man. We need that veteran leadership. Yeah, I don't know. I was over Danny Green when he told Philly fans they need to be nicer. Like I'm just, no, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like he's connected. doesn't feel like he's part of this. feels like he's a, just a guy from L.A. that we were renting for a couple of seasons. I don't know, man. It's just tough. What? It, where do you think this team is at overall? And, and like, do you think we have a chance to compete this year? I do. Yeah, I think you have a chance to compete. Any 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 team with Joel Embiid on the roster has a chance to compete. I really do. Like I, I say it all the time. He went twelve and five his rookie season in in the, in the month of January without Ben Simmons, with you know T.J. McConnell and probably Jeremy Grant and those dudes. He went twelve and five. You're always going to be a winning team with Joel Embiid. He's so dominant offensively and defensively. And then you add in what Tyrese Maxey's doing. I think he could be. I think it might be foolish of us to say that and think that because it's probably not realistic with a kid that's 21 years old. But I don't even think him progressing as much as he has was realistic. And he's doing it. So who knows what he could play like by the time the playoffs come around. I I really. It's a good point. I'm. At the same time, it's like we we kind of need to capitalize here, you know? Like, how much more time can we wait? Joel, for some reason, finds his way off the court many times. Like, we need him to be healthy come playoff time. And that's why I'm so mad about the missed opportunities that we've had the last three years. Like, everybody keeps talking about, oh, well, you know, 2-5 and Joel, they haven't matured yet. Well, guess what? They're not the normal players. They're not guys who... You know, you got to wait till they're 31 years old. No, like we've had chances to compete. We've had yeah. chances. Yeah, we could have had rings by now. It's all about roster construction. It was all, hey. you know, 
not firing Brett Brown right when they got actual NBA players healthy and on the floor was the first move. You're just wasting time, you know, and it's right. just, it sucks because a player like Joel doesn't have a lot, a lot of years to play in the NBA. And when ownership makes a decision to give Brett Brown three more seasons, you're just wasting time. You should have known that you got to yeah. go get an experienced coaching staff in here right now. Nope. Three more seasons of this guy that might be okay or might not. Yeah. I, that was the first mistake. And then, the Elton brand thing and Brett being the interim GM. And it's just, we wasted a whole bunch of time letting people make decisions that shouldn't have ever been making a decision. Right. We can't, we just can't take steps backwards at this point. We either have to stay afloat or keep moving forward. And I see people in the chat. Some are saying that we're better than last year. Some are saying we're worse. Honestly, we were on fire to start the season. And then we kind of got our momentum broken, but do you think that we're going to kind of regain what we had going for us? Or do you think, you know, we're just going to be that team that stays afloat and, and you know, middle of the pack team? No, I think we can get back what we had in the beginning of the season. Seth Curry was absolutely cooking every night. It was like, oh, Seth Curry's actually the number two. This dude's dropping 25 a game. Uh, and then, you know, now he's been out and now Maxie's on the rise. It's looking like. You know, when all these things come back together, yeah, I think we could be back to what we were in the beginning of the season. It's just, you know, there's too many things that, that you can't guard. Uh, you got a double-team Joel, and it's like, oh, Seth's wide open all day. That dude's not missing a wide-open three. And now Tyrese is, is doing what he's doing. Yeah, I think we can get back to what we were in the beginning of the season. Yeah, um, and we also have $30 million not playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. Dude, we got to make something happen. People, yeah. Somebody else said Miss biggest mistake was letting Jimmy Jimmy walk Devin G. Yeah, that that's the thing. This we didn't have smart enough ownership from the jump. And at the end of the day, if ownership isn't smart enough to hire people that know what they're doing, like yeah. like you have to be stupid smart when you're a basketball owner. You have to be smart enough to know that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have to hire experienced people. No, they thought they knew what they were doing, and they thought them and, and you know, a bunch of inexperienced GMs and coaches were going to do the right thing, yeah. and it was terrible. And it's yeah. been every decision except for, I don't know, hiring Daryl Morey and drafting Tyrese Maxey has been terrible. Yeah, we need to make something happen, man. I agree. Call into the show, guys, 215-798-7638. Give us your thoughts. We're going to keep on talking about this game tomorrow for what it may be. If the Sixers were to somehow get a win, that would be astronomical, but we'll see what happens. Can Tyrese put us on his back? Let's go to the next caller. Yo, what's going on? Yo. Yo. What's going on? Um, So you said you're looking for a wing, right? And what about what do you think about Pascal Siakam? Uh, that's, a, that's a big no for me. I, I think he's too much like Tobias. I guess, but I don't know. I think he's got. I don't know. What, what other what other wings? Is he, what do you think about Pascal Siakam on this team? I mean, he kind of be weird, but I think him and Joel would have a nice connection. I'm done with weird. I want nothing to do with weird anymore. Josh Richardson, Al Horford, all that stuff, man. That was weird. We tried it. We were like, you know, eh, like realistically it shouldn't work, but we're going to try it because maybe. And then we're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work. Putting two centers on the floor and Josh Richardson. <laughs> yeah, that, 
Let's not put two centers. Let's put two power forwards now. <laughs> All right. Uh, what about uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I, you 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 happy how Drummond's playing right now? Who? Drummond. Yeah. Drummond. Oh, I love the guy. Honestly. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm, I think he's playing phenomenal. I love Andre Drummond, man, and he's he's, he's, happy. he's happy to resurge his career. I mean, nobody expects Andre Drummond to be a scorer. Just yeah. go out there and get your 25 rebounds. <laughs> He's been going off, man. And my man just hung up. All right. That's great. Uh, well, thank you for the call. Uh, no to Pascal Siakam. The Raptors are not trading Pascal Siakam. Why? Because the Raptors, as I predicted, are still going to be a, th- a threat to be reckoned with, you know, because they are just a team that they're just scrappy. Like, they're always going to be in the mix. Last year was weird because they were in – the south side of Florida, and they just didn't care, and they got rid of Kyle Lowry. But, like, the Raptors are going to be just fine in a year or two. Yo, what's going on? You're live on the show. Hello? 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 Yo, what's up? You can hear me, girl? Yep, you're good. Uh, um, since we're talking about, like, trade pieces, what? Who is not going to be playing? Because Doc runs a 10-man rotation. So who is not going to be playing if we make a trade? Um, I have no clue, honestly. <laughs> you mean, like, if you trade for, like, who specifically? Like, Jalen Brown? Say, do you guys like George Niang? Do you think we could improve it at that position? I kind of think if he was to get, like, maybe Marvin back, we could play backup four. That might be better. Yeah, I think Niang's fun. His energy's fun, and he has games where he looks, like, way better than he actually is, and we all celebrate it. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, he's not a stud. He's been on, he's been a journeyman for a reason. Uh, so when you say when you make a trade, who's not going to play? Yeah, when you say if we make, make a trade, who's not going to play? I, I don't care who's not going to play. <laughs> You know, you get somebody that's better than those players players don't play. Do you You still want Dane? Uh, Like, what what do you have to give up to get him? No, I'm saying if he was to get Dane, you know, Maxie wouldn't start or he wouldn't play as much as he does now. So I'm just, I want to know your opinion. Like, do you still want him? I like that point. Because I've I haven't been thinking about it because I don't think it's possible. But you're saying if you could still get Dame, would you do it? And it's tough to think about now. Well, what I I wouldn't. But let me just like throw a hypothetical. What if we threw Maxi at the two? Too small. Uh, you don't think he's too small? I mean, he played off the ball in college. No, but like learning how to a little bit though. too small. But at least Maxi can hold his own on defense. It's just a You're hypothetical. Curry. It's just a hypothetical, though. I think he's. I like Danny Green. I think Danny Green's a smart guy. He plays good defense. And when Joel and B comes back, we do need a knockdown shooter. So he's fine. Tobias is fine. Shake has been down lately, but he'll be all right. Court Mars. When you ask him to do too much, nah. So but when he comes back, he'll be fine. So what do you, what move what move do you think this team needs to make? Let me ask you that. 
it's, it's hard. It's it hard. Is, yeah. It's so hard. Like everybody's solid, so you know we want to get like over the hump. So I don't know. I kind of want Bagley though, just as a rebounder off the bench. Maybe Harrison Barnes. Yeah. But then, both of them for Ben Simmons. And if you want to throw, if they if they want to throw Danny Green in it, you could do that. But I w- I want to keep Danny though. Yeah. I mean, hey, it makes sense. I think the Kings will be a team that we definitely look look for in terms of a trade. But uh, I'll keep it in the back of my mind, man. Marvin Bagley, I like it. Yeah. Appreciate I don't want Fox, though. Yeah, nah. We um, got Maxi now. We got Maxi. He's our guy. <laughs> Maxi's tough. Maxi's tough. Let's go, man. What's good, um, what's good, DJ? This um, just tweaking. I know you remember. What's up, man? You said what? What's up? I said this is just tweaking. I know you remember me. Did you say just tweaking? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not trying to, it's, there's a, it's a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but what's up, bro? Thanks for shouting me out, man. I'm, I'll be back on the tube pretty soon. All right, have a good night. Thank you, man. Just tweaking. There we go. Uh, by the way, the Lakers just lost to the Knicks. Gotta love it. Um, they lost again. But, uh, <laughs> anyway the warriors how i you know i just saw otto porter's averaging 17 minutes a game off the bench otto porter was about to never play again he was a guy i liked like two years ago he was about to never play again now he's playing every game come on man yeah, i think yeah i think it's you know when you have a guy that gets triple teamed at half court <laughs> It makes everybody else better. It's Steph Curry's impact is so crazy. So, you know, Otto Porter Jr., when he was with the Wizards, probably didn't get as many wide-open shots as he's getting right now because it's like, it's just so hard to stop Steph Curry. We'll probably double him tomorrow, right? The the way Doc plays, it'll be one-on-one for at least the first quarter. (laughs) And if he drops 25 in the first quarter, then maybe it'll be Matisse Thibel one-on-one, see what he can do. At least it won't be Danny Green one-on-one. Right. What about Seth Curry, though? You think he's going to take it a little personal? feel like he does that sometimes against his brother? Yeah, I think he always does. Yeah. I think he's going to come out. He's going to get his shots up. He's going to try to, you know, that's such a fun dynamic. Like, he knows he's not as good as... Steph Curry, you know, he's not stupid, but he probably always wants to like, I'm finally going to have this game where I outscore him, man. And then we can talk talk trash at Thanksgiving dinner and like, yeah. Yeah. I love it, man. Another dude I wanted to ask you about was Matisse Thibel. What do you think about his progression? You know, obviously he just came back a couple games ago, but what do you have? 15 last night, six for eight from the field, three. I think he's played six games out of 11 where he's had three steals. This year, that's absolutely unheard of. This guy yeah. is insane. I think he's getting. I think he's getting better. Now, of course, the Kings don't play any defense. So th- that first quarter, I feel like he had three dunks cut into the rim where just nobody followed him. You know what I mean? And like I was like, oh, any announcers were even saying Matisse is developing as a cutter and an off-ball player, and I couldn't decide whether it was that or the Kings just aren't guarding people because yeah. he just cut to the rim wide open. Uh, 
But yeah, I mean, you know, the one he missed a three, got his own rebound and shot another three right away and hit it. And I was like, that's pretty, you know, good for his confidence. Like if he's just catching it and being like, I'll shoot it again. Why not? Like that's great. If he feels like he's bad. Yeah. So, you know, if that keeps developing and then he is getting better at reading the floor and knowing when to cut to the basket, as long as you never have to rely on him, like making an actual move with the ball. Right. Yeah, I think he'd be a great player. A, a I agree. Great, uh, I didn't like player. what Doc said last night, though, about him. He said, uh, yeah, you know, it's tough with him being a guard, but, like, he's starting to buy into what I want him to do in terms of being a, a picker and a roller. Like, no, Doc, get this guy shooting threes. That's what we need. Um, he could be really good. So Why should Matisse uh, be a picker and a roller? I don't, I don't know why he said that, but, I mean, his form looks better to me. So, you know, I want him to keep on shooting it. And I think, he, I think he does have athleticism that maybe Doc wants to utilize. Yeah. You know, he could, like I say, there's a lot of, if Matisse Thibel knew how to play basketball, he could take two dribbles and dunk on everybody. But yeah. he just never really gets that, like, path to the basket because he just doesn't have the, like, take the ball, jab step, one dribble, like, control with the ball. And I don't know. But when he does get a path to the basket, he almost hits his head on the rim. I'm like, ah, God, this guy, he can jump. But, yeah. you know, it has to be on a cut or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Do you think the Warriors, once I think Clay's practicing now, uh, do you think once he comes back, do you think the Warriors are the favorite this season? Yeah, they have to be. They it's absolutely cool. have to be. 18, 18 and 2, and they're adding the best, maybe not the best, but probably the second best three point shooter of Oh, we're going to, that's just ridiculous. I can't even think of a more unfair combination of players. Yeah. What a draft hall. Yeah. And I think they're still waiting for um what's his name? Wiseman to come back as well. So and and the two guys they drafted aren't even playing too much right now. Kaminga and Moses Moody. So I don't know, man. They're gonna be that really hard to stop. That team's scary. They the are the thing about it was but the, the last time that they were that overpowered when everybody was healthy, you at least had the the uh overpowered calves that were always gonna you know, battle them with Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, Kevin Love and everybody. Uh, now it's like the Warriors are. So we thought the super team was over and everybody has two stars now. Now it's like, oh, there's still a super team. There's just one now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> who knows about that team down in Brooklyn? Because sheesh, man. I mean, you know, I think they're leading the East now, but like too much drama. Like, I don't know. I don't know. They're they're talking about us sending two five to Brooklyn. That's definitely not happening because there's no way he plays in front of Brooklyn fans. Um, and yeah, I I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I I think I think Kevin Durant's good enough to get you wins, uh, and hide the other deficiencies of the team for a while. But again, like James Harden's scoring like fifteen a game. I feel like, yeah. Uh, no, there's no way they're good enough to compete with the Warriors. I don't think so. Yeah. I think it'll be, you know, Kevin Durant dropping 40 and they lose. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a new day, man. You know, like there's new teams up and coming. Uh, these new rules took like, James Harden. These new rules took James Harden out of the, out of the, out of his superstardom. Yeah. It's crazy really. Cause how good ever was he now that we think about it? Or did yeah. he just get 25 free throws a game? It's a good point. It, it definitely is a good point. Especially, uh, I think the Hawks are kind of struggling as well with, uh, Trey young. So, you know, it's, it's uh, 
definitely it, it i think it's just a new there's a there's a lot of new procedures this year and i think guys aren't really used to it yet and that's why i hope when joel comes back you know he was talking about even the new basketballs like it it just feels different so we need joel to get going you know when he comes back but i think there's going to be like a period where he's got to really get his conditioning right and that's what i'm worried about so yeah, I also think he he struggles with the same thing those guys struggled with. He used to call himself he called himself the seven foot James Harden before. He prided himself on the fact that he could foul centers out because of doing little sweep through moves and stuff the whole game. And it's like he's not getting any of those calls, and a lot of them are fouls, but they're just not giving them to him if it looks like he's trying to bait or if it looks like he's screaming and flopping and stuff. So it's a transition period for everybody. Everybody has to. I think the the NBA watched the Olympics this past season and they were like wait a minute that's way better right. that's way better than what we're doing yeah. <laughs> let's let's do that <laughs> let's make people actually have to score to get rewarded yep uh you know everybody has to deal with it i think it'd yeah. be with it too yeah definitely gonna be interesting to see like how the season progresses who knows if another team you know may even go down with something like who knows but the sixers got the worst of it uh early on in the season let's go back to the lines though call into the show guys number down below yo what's going on what's going on what's going on yo what's up uh, this is mike um i'm just so surprised like it's a good surprise that uh tyreek maxi is doing what he's doing it just shows you how good you can be if you put in the work and uh ben simmons it just sucks because the potential he had he still has the potential. It's just like, dang, you're 6'10". They, they were trying to compare him to LeBron James, and he just couldn't come through. He couldn't – he didn't put in the work. It just kind of sucked. Disappointing, but I'm just happy we have Tyreek Maxey. And uh, I'm – it's just it just sucks that we, we're in this predicament where we have – I like to buy pairs, but 180 mil just – not the guy, and he's supposed to be the third option. How can you pay a player 180 mil and he's your third option? I just don't understand that. And then, like, just thank God we have Tyreek Maxey. Maybe he can be our second option, and then we just got to try to find a third option. Or maybe have Tyreek Maxey the third option and trade Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons for a, sec for a second option, for a true second option like Jalen Brown, Bradley Bill something but um just want to get your opinion on that um yeah the, the, the tobias harris thing it's it's so hard i don't just think you're it's not like we chose to have, i i think they did they think he's better than he is or did they just say well jimmy butler left we can't let Tobias leave we have to pay him and so it's not like you chose to overpay a fourth option i guess but that's what it is third option whatever and now you're you're stuck with it because you can't trade it. You just can't. Nobody's nobody's taking that contract. He's not good enough. And there's no like it's not like he's gonna get better. He's 31, maybe, right? I just yeah. I think yeah, Tobias late late twenties, yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. I think like, you know, if you could trade Tobias or even trade a combination of him and two five and then get a star back, I think it'd be a different conversation. Right. But I just don't think you can. Right. Like you said, we know he's overpaid, so it's like we kind of just have to rock. Everybody else knows the same thing. Everybody else knows the same thing. So it's like it just—it's just a 
sucky situation. I'm I'm happy Durham Murray is being patient, but at the same time, he has to pull the trigger because we don't want to waste a career. We don't want to waste Joel Embiid's career and wait until next season and we still didn't. His value is just going to keep dropping. If we wait until next season and they don't trade him, his value is just going to keep dropping and we're wasting more time because that's the, what is it, 180, another $180 million contract. We can have a player to help us win now and or players to help us win now. So we just don't want to waste Joel Embiid's career by just being stubborn and not trying to make a move. But I understand why he's doing it because he's our only, like, piece that we're really that we can get rid of to try to get some players yeah. but um it's just a sucky situation it's just, but I'm happy Tyrese Maxey is doing what he's doing but it's just I don't know I don't know I don't know what we're going to do but we got to do something because um I don't want this whole season to be wasted and we just talk about Ben Simmons and what we could have been yeah um, I think, I think Tyrese we should do I think Tyrese Maxey's play might be might get to Daryl Morey a little. You know, it's great that Tyrese Maxey's playing like this, and it's also great that he's playing like this during this situation because Daryl Morey might be pressured more now to be like, "Oh, wow, look at Tyrese Maxey. At least there's something I could add some players to, and now think that it might be a championship level team." Whereas before it was like Joel Embiid, and if I'm not adding Damian Lillard, I'm not doing it. You know. Right. You know what right. happen, So actually? maybe we're not as right. I was just gonna maybe say we're that. not as far as we think. No, I'm sorry. Not. I'm sorry. No, no, I agree with you. We're not, and that's. I was just gonna say, like, you know what I think needs to happen. I think at the trade deadline, like right before, we need to go on a hot stretch. I think Curry needs to heat up Tyrese, Tobias, and I think Daryl needs to really put it into perspective. Like, we get one more piece right here, we can go on a run. You know, right. And I don't think the East, like, I mean, I don't think, I mean, the East is tougher than it was. It's a little bit better than last year because I think Miami Heat's going to be really good. I don't think the Bucks is as good as they was. I think I think if it wasn't for injuries, I don't even think they would have won it. But, you know, injuries are part of the game. And then I think the Brooklyn, I don't think they're that good either. Like, I don't think James Harden, I don't know if he's in shape. I don't know what's going on with him. Kevin Durant. It's just the ball just stops with him and it doesn't move around. It's just I, they don't play good defense. So I really think we have a, the potential. We can get that right piece. I feel like we can get through the Eastern Conference and maybe even win the chip this year, but we just have to figure out Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Definitely Ben Simmons, but yep. it's like we have to do something. We can't waste this whole year. Yep. I yeah, I agree 100%, man. Hey, appreciate the call, my guy. Thank you, sick. thank you, bro. Thank you, man. I will be sick if the trade deadline goes past and when this guy's yeah, still on the roster. I will do, be do sick. Do we even stream it this time? Because last year we were, and during the draft, we were kind of disappointed. Do we even stream it again? Oh, my. Because I, you know, I honestly might lose my mind this time if we <laughs> actually don't trade him. And we, have, and we like, have to stream it. People will be so interested in watching that. Like, watch what happens when they don't trade Ben <laughs> If we come, if it comes down to the like last day of the trade deadline, and we're hearing like, oh, this and that, and we don't move them, we're just conceding the season. You can't do that if you're Daryl Morey. No, and uh, back to the first thing that he said, like you can't trade Tobias and Ben together. You just can't. 
I would love to see that happen, but it can't happen. You can, who's going to okay, you're going to give me $360 million worth of contracts and neither of these players are going to really put me over the top of anything. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. And, and Michael in the chat says, let's not forget we said the same thing last year, but we lost to the Hawks. Granted, Ben had a huge amount of due with that, but it's still not going to be easy. Right. I mean, but even right now, we're not we're not even utilizing $30 million of our, our roster. That could be two role players. It could be a star. You know, like if we honestly, if we had Tyrese Maxey playing that whole series, we probably win that series. We probably go to the finals. Honestly, like I don't think we're as far off as everybody thinks. And our bench got better. I just need to see them be consistent when Joel comes back. Yeah. When Joel beats healthy. You just put four shooters on the floor. It's a very simple game. It really is. It's a very simple game. Dude, I'm put getting tired. Of People are just sleeping on us now. Now they just forgot about us because. <laughs> We've seen him play at an MVP level with not four shooters on the floor. Yeah. Like this, I'm telling you, it's, it's really, really hard to stop when he's healthy and there's four shooters on the floor. Really hard to stop. I want it so bad for Joel. I want him to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I want him to get to the finals. I want him to hold up a trophy. Like the caller said, we can't waste this time. We Sean can't Ford said, if, if Maury trades Ben for a package of players, Philly is done. The league runs on stars and star power. What star are you getting for Ben Simmons? How? Who? Why? Why? It's a better question. Why? Yeah. Why would I give you a star for Ben Simmons? That's the tough situation we're in, though, because it's like, okay, we don't want to settle for a role player. I I agree. But then it's like, are we really going to be put over the top this season? Like, what do we do after that? Are we go just going to wait another year and hope somebody becomes ready to go? Like, that's that's why I feel like we're trying so hard to get him back on the court. But the reality is that he's not coming back. He's just not going to play. Like, this is a really – the league needs to step in. I don't know how they haven't stepped in yet. Is he still getting fined $300,000 per game? From what I've heard, he's been fined for the six games that he missed. And oh according to Rich Paul, that was – uh, I think he said it was, like, detrimental to his mental health or, you know, they're just trying to, like, fit a narrative and get him on the floor. And then Shams of Clutch yeah. Sports, you know. It is what we're doing. Yeah, and, and, he, and then he compared it to John Wall, and he was like, the Rockets are fine with him not playing. So the Sixers should be fine with him not playing. Any team should be fine with a player not playing who's just signed a contract and got $180 million. Any <laughs> team should be fine with that guy not playing. That makes no sense at all. The Houston Rockets came to an agreement because they want nothing to do with John Wall, and they want to move forward, and they know he's untradeable because his contract's ridiculous. This is a different situation. And two things. Number one. John Wall met with the team. The team is the one that decided. They said, we are going to let you travel, but you're sitting on the bench. They yeah. and, and they communicated that. And number two, the Rockets are the worst team in the league. They're rebuilding. <laughs> We're trying to win a championship, man. Exactly. Oh, if, man. If, I, if, if, ben was, if Ben was 32 with a history of knee injuries and had this contract and the team was – two and 90 yes they would probably not want ben simmons to come out and play this is not the same situation that's i listen you know how much heat i got for that rich paul video that video had like twenty five thousand views it blew up 
And there were so many people that acted like they were this guy's brother growing up. And I was such a horrible person for calling him a fraud. The guy is a fraud. He's a fake agent. He's fake. He was selling jerseys in an airport and met LeBron James. That's it. He's a fraud. And it's coming out slowly that he has no idea what he's doing. He just keeps saying stupid thing after stupid thing. I just can't believe that league has not stepped in with this. I and like, I don't know. This they just haven't said a word. Like this is so bad for their brand. It's so bad. You're literally letting the example go here that any guy can just request out when they want to. It is weird, but listen, Ben Simmons pulled the ultimate card because we are in a society now where you're not allowed to say anything back to somebody who uses that phrase. And it's ridiculous because no, you should have a, a you should have a therapist talk to him and then they, the doctor should tell you if he has mental health issues or not. Not Ben Simmons. He shouldn't well, yeah, be able to decide yeah. anything. He's been quiet ever since, you know. We haven't really heard much since except that he got fined again. So, what is the actual timetable? We don't know anything. There is no timetable. Either way, even if somebody does have a mental illness or mental problem, we're not mentally ready to go to work. A company's not going to pay them. Right. I, if I, if I, hey, I can't come to work anymore. I'm not mentally ready. Will you please keep paying me? <laughs> no, <laughs> My I, job's going to be I, like, I, hey, buddy, yeah. sorry. I hope you get taken care of. Yeah but I got a business to run. And if you starve on the street, it's not my problem. I'm running a business. That's just the way it is. If every business in the world just gave money to everybody that couldn't do the job, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ludicrous. I agree. <laughs> what I'm saying in addition to that is like, I don't even care about him anymore. I just don't think it's fair that the Sixers have to go through this and the league is letting it happen. Like, are you are, are they going to at least award us with some compensation? Are they going to, like, make this guy play? Like, what is going to happen here? Because this is not fair to us. We're trying to compete. We are not, like, some Oklahoma City Thunder team. We are here trying to compete. I just think, like, this is a number one overall pick that we're talking about. This should not be allowed. But everything that happens with the Sixers, it's a common theme. The Sixers are the ones that get burned for it, and then somebody else does it, and then it's, you know... Everything yeah. goes the opposite way. So there's a big conspiracy that, you know, everybody hates Philly. They hate, everybody yeah. hates Philly, man. They don't want Philly to win. Philly's a bunch of terrible fans who like burn things and flip cop cars and, you know, throw snowballs at Santa and nobody wants Philly to win. So maybe they do. Maybe they do do everything they can to keep us down. You just brought a point up that I've been thinking about too. If we're so bad, right? And, you know, all these stands, I don't see any two five stands anymore. I guess they kind of like disappeared in the thin air. Right. But wait till if, a four game losing streak. They'll they'll come running right. back. If we're so bad as fans. Right. How come I haven't heard one negative thing about Philly fans when it comes to Tyrese Maxey? Oh, I know why. Because that's because we've been supporting the guy like he's an MVP. How are, are we're terrible fans? Right. We're going to get on guys. Tyrese Maxey's had some bad games. Are we going to get on the guy? No, because he at least shows us. He wants to get better, and he's working. That's it. That is literally it. Yeah, they say we run stars out of town. That makes no sense. The idea that we see a star player 
and we say, you know what? I hate this guy now. I would like for him to not play for my team. That's ridiculous. There's no way anybody thinks like that. We run stars out of town. Everybody else's fault except you know who. But Nobody's ever left Philly and said it was because I hated the fans. Nobody hates the fans. Every player that ever played here absolutely loves the fans so much that they would rather come back here than go anywhere else. J.J. Reddick said it. I know we've said this a lot, but like, I just have never seen something like this. It, it blows my mind how you can be the main factor. And I don't care what any of you say, okay? You can talk about Doc Rivers blowing leads. We lost the series because a max contract player wouldn't show up, okay? That's why we lost the series. If he gave us 10 points in that game, guess what? We win. We win. And he has, like, he's like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't even need to go down down the whole journey. But, like, I would understand, like, you know, if he was, like, a 30-point-per-game player and we were just, like, you know, we, we don't like you or whatever. Like, come on now. Come on. Are we serious yeah. here? This is Good crazy. Point. One thing Philly hates is quitting, not trying your hardest. That's one thing Philly hates because it's the realest sports town in the country. The, the whole arena sees it happening. They see that player quitting. They see that player not taking that shot and being reluctant, and they start feeling like that's not what you do. It's not that's not what you do around here. We love TJ McConnell. The guy stinks. We love him because he throws body on the floor. He came out there every single day. There, yeah, we don't run fan. We don't run stars out of town. Ben right. Simmons is a quitter. He's the reason that we lost that series. I don't care what anybody says. The main reason. But. I think if if Tyrese Maxey got some playing time in Game Seven, it would have been. You know, he yeah. saved Game Six. Shake Milton saved Game Five. Which is just sad that either of those players had to do that. <laughs> What's sad is that you had a max contract player who wouldn't even take a shot attempt. I don't think he, I'm telling you, I don't think he wants to play anymore for any team. Like, I don't think he wants to go back out there and like prove to people that like he'll actually take a shot in the fourth quarter of the game. I don't think he wants that. No, he never will. He wants to pass the ball. And, and, you know, I don't know if you saw the videos, but, like, he's been working out at St. Joe's. Like, what is – are you trying to make a statement, bro? Are you – like, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Come he's on. Weird, he's a weird dude. He loves celebrity lifestyle, but this is a lot of money he's losing. Yeah. And you're messing up your future. You want to be a whip collector. You can't be a whip collector without a max contract. You can't buy Ferraris and Porsches and Lamborghinis if you're not making $180 million. And he's never going to get another max contract, ever. <laughs> so you're squandering the only max contract you have, even if you don't love basketball. This is what blows my mind. I don't think he loves basketball, but he should love that money enough. I would go out there and dodge bullets on the court, you know, for $180 million. He's squandering right. all of that money, and he's not going to get that money again it's crazy daryl Morey is like i feel like he's trying to find the one terrible gm that will make a trade for him like everybody else on the market selling him at 30 dollars. he's trying to get a hundred dollars like he's out he's he's just waiting for that one gm to be like damn i need a player right now and Morey's just like there is no other explanation 
Like with how many times two five has come back and then left the team and got fined. Daryl has to, he knows he's not a stupid guy. He knows that he's not going to play. Yeah. Come he on. has to know these. Well, I don't know. He might be sitting there. Like the money just hasn't gotten high enough yet. It's going to get there. He's not, you got to understand it's there's when you have all those things and there's suddenly $0 coming to your mailbox, zero, it's going to catch up to you soon. Right. Where's he at? Eventually, you're going to be like, I don't have any money to pay for anything that I have. I don't know. I think it has to catch up. He's probably, gonna, he's probably going to go to another team and then collect all of the money that he's owed. That's why I don't think a bot, or I don't know if he, if he gets bought out. Like, I feel like Rich Paul would try to configure it a way that he still gets his full salary. Like, that is all he cares about. Well, that's Rich what he Paul. thought at first, but then it came out that he can't get the fine money back. He thought he could, or that he could just not pay those fines. And listen, then to what we're, listen to what we're talking about right now. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> dude, this is, this is sad. I think he thought, or Rich Paul thought, or they thought that he would get fined. He just wouldn't pay any of them. They would trade him. The, the new team waives all the fines, and he doesn't have to pay them. But I don't know. They're saying that he can't get the money back. So the team is fining him and not paying him, right? And he yeah. can't get the money back. That's what they're saying. That's what they said before. So I don't know. Daryl's Daryl's holding it down for all GMs around the league. He's like, nah, we're not going to settle for this anymore. He so. really is. Charles Barkley said it right when it happened. He said, I hope the Sixers stand up because I'm tired of teams getting bullied by these players. But but yeah. and like right when it happened, I was like, dude, you're not good enough for to do this. It doesn't make sense. That's oh, I don't, don't want to play there. I want to be traded. You're not good enough to say that. Yeah. You have to be really good. You have to other teams have to want you really badly. They think we're the Pelicans. That's the problem. They think we're the Anthony Davis Pelicans. Oh, we're actually trying to win. We're not a terrible team. So Right. And 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 the Lakers knew that adding Anthony Davis with LeBron that year was going to guarantee them a championship. Adding Ben Simmons to your team does not guarantee you anything. Yeah. Such a tough situation, man, but I guess we'll have to wait another five weeks or whatever it is. Uh, Eric R said the, the the clutch sports is tanking his trade value. So when they, when they're ready, we'll have to take the Westbrook deal. <laughs> I'll quit. I swear. Uh, if, if, if for some reason it's not going to happen, there's no way, but if some, for some reason Westbrook would end up on this, on this Sixers team, I would quit watching until he retires. <laughs> I can't watch Russell Westbrook. Oh man, that's a that's a bad image right there. I, I don't want him on this team. Do you? Where do you think? Like, do you? Th- what teams do you think are even going to inquire? Like, I think I think Sacramento is the right fit. Sacramento is the right fit. When people Jaylen, when people are saying Boston, that I don't know. He's not going to play him. Like that's the thing though. Like Boston fans are not going to like this dude. No, exactly. We hate Boston fans, but it's because they're kind of the same as we are. They li- they live and die with their sports team. Right. Everyone else sucks. They hate everyone else. We're the same exact way. So they're going to treat him the same way Philly fans treat him. Yeah, he's going to come out there and not shoot. They hate Ben Simmons. <laughs> they right. absolutely right. hate him. Right, and you yeah. want to put him next to Josh Richardson and Al Horford again? Come on, man, and trade Jalen Brown. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, that yeah, that, that would be really bad. But again, like... Um, 
What's his name? Who's the GM now? Who used to be the coach? Like he hasn't made a good move since he's been in. Brad Stevens, yeah. Brad Stevens. <laughs> Dude, it's it's Sacramento written all over it. Like no fans of the games. I, I watched like the Kings game. There were no fans that even had Kings jerseys on. Like they're just regular Samaritans that just like want to go to an event. Like no Kings fans. The stadium's half empty. They got five young guards who are really good. And it was it was it was us during the tanking years. That's exactly what was happening. There was there was tickets in the top of the stadium that cost three dollars. Right. When we were tanking. So, yeah, yeah. And, you know, there wasn't real hardcore fans at the games. Yeah, because hardcore fans aren't going to pay to go to the game at that point. They're like, yeah, you know, I like Nerlens Noel when he was young and who yeah. uh, is Smith throwing him alley oops and stuff. But I'm not spending money to go watch that. So exactly. there's no real fans at the game. Right. And right. when you look at the Kings, like the thing about the Sixers is that we saved up for these picks, right? The Kings have gotten like top pick after top pick after top pick. They just can't capitalize and they're not going to sign anybody in free agency. So it's like, go make a trade happen, go make And you're not going to acquire like some top tier star for Sacramento. It's just not going to happen. So. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a business decision to, to make that move. Cause you're not making any money as an owner right now. You're not making any money on the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Uh, but trading for Ben Simmons, turn that around. That's the thing. I just think they have to do something or they're going to have to relocate the franchise. I think everybody's, I think everybody's like the jig is up, you know? Yeah. It's not like somebody that has potential. It's like, this is what he is. He <laughs> said it out loud. If it was like, hey, look, we traded for Zion Williamson, who, yeah, seems like he can't stay healthy, but he could be an absolute superstar if he loses 40 pounds. Right. I think everybody's like, Ben Simmons, that's, that's who you got for us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, but the Kings don't make any sense as it is. Buddy Heald's coming off the bench. Marvin Bagley, the caller talked about Marvin Bagley. You know, he he doesn't even play. Like, he was yeah, a he was- former second overall pick. They're not even playing him. He played last night to get some, like, couple minutes. That's it. Like, he doesn't ahead play. Of, ahead of LaMelo Ball, right? Uh, or uh, no. Luka Doncic. Yeah, I, forget, I think it was that year. I forget which one. It, it might have been that year, yeah. I think he was ahead of Luka Doncic. Wow. Right. (laughs) Can't play him. Buddy Heald comes off the bench. Like, come on, man. Davion Mitchell's not even playing that much because they got too many guards. Yeah. Crazy. But I expected more out of De'Aaron Fox last night. I thought, you know, he was looking like the the step back three they hit in the first half. I was like, whoa, De'Aaron Fox has, has some real, real game now. And then it just, I don't know, didn't do anything the rest of the game, I guess. I, I think Maxie's a better defender than De'Aaron Fox. I haven't seen anything impressive from De'Aaron on the defensive side. Yeah. And he's athletic. He should be a decent defender. Right. Uh, also, the Kings shot 14 free throws in the first quarter, and we shot four. I was tweeting that as I was watching it. I'm like, they're fixing this game, man. They were getting so many touch fouls. If Maxie was in, on the bench in the first five minutes with two fouls, Andre Drummond, they even had that advantage and still couldn't yeah. beat nine players or eight players. They're a bad team. They really are. They paid how much did they pay? If y'all let us let us know in the chat, what was Rashawn Holmes's contract? They gave him a bag. Yeah. Like, I forget yeah. how much it was. It was like my guess would be like 60, 70 million, maybe more. Like for They're Rashawn bad. Holmes. Just making bad decision after bad decision. You have to be able to value. You got Marvin Bagley. 
Sam Hinkie knew whether a player was good or not. He knew that. Well, I don't think most GMs or <laughs> owners can actually have enough knowledge about the game to know that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the Kings are just paying whoever they think is, I guess, selling tickets. And they're like, Rashawn Holmes, yeah, he had like a big uh, alley-oop dunk last night. Give him $100 million. He's, what? Four years, $46 million. Like, okay. Congrats. Like, made it out of the process. But come on, man. He's got yeah, a little push shot from the free throw line. <laughs> One-handed push shot. Yeah, he's super athletic, and, and his energy's fun, but he's not a guy that you can give the ball to and say, you know, go right. score. He's their starting center, and you got Marvin Bagley not playing. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, Hinky traded MCW when his stock was high, yeah. Because he, he he watched a couple of actual Hinky knew basketball. He wrote he's wrote he's written books about basketball. Sam Hinky knew basketball, and he said right off the bat, "This dude can't shoot, and he doesn't see the floor." And then he was like, "Wow, rookie of the year! This value's never going to be this high again for MCW." And he traded him. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Hinky is a Daryl Morey disciple. Yeah. So like, come on, Daryl. And that's the th- see that's the thing. Daryl's ego is like, I want a star back. I don't want to feel as a GM like I just gave away a guy who was a three-time All Star and uh. I got, you know, Buddy healed in a second-round pick. That's his mindset. Right, but I think Hinky was making those trades because he knew he was getting more in return than the player hey, was worth. Hinky didn't yeah. care about his ego. He well, was what do you like, think? screw it. Right, but he knew he was getting more in return than that player was worth. But exactly. what do you think Hinky would be doing if Ben wanted this trade right now? Because you're not getting more in return than he's worth. You're getting less. Dude, he would have been traded during – he. first off, Brett oh, would have been gone. Year. Yeah. Brett would have been gone. He would have been traded before that Raptor series even happened. Yeah. He would have been like, you're not shooting the basketball? Let me see your way out. Like, it's it's just not happening. Yeah, because he knew MCW is a good way to look at it. He knew that player's value is about to drop like crazy because he's just not good enough. He's not doing what what he needs to do to develop. He would have traded Ben at the highest. Yeah, I agree with that. And he got exiled. Meanwhile, Sam Presti is in OKC. And they have 37 first round picks the next seven years. Like, okay. That's okay though. It's not Philly. So if Ben gets lucky, the <laughs> OKC are in his, one of those situations where they have to hit the cap floor and they trade for him and buy him out and he goes home and never has to play basketball again and gets his money. <laughs> Dude, his, I, I actually stumbled across a Kings podcast last night. And and we'll we'll end on this, but I was listening to them talk and someone was like, we need, we need Ben. And even the girl, and I respect her for this. Cause like, first off, how do you do a Kings podcast every game? Like shout out to her. Hey, but looking off, she was like, you know, I had to be honest. Like, even if he comes here, like, how is that going to improve your mental health coming to a team that literally cannot do anything? Like it's a good fit in terms of like getting a wing player or a forward because they don't have that. But, like, is he really going to even be engaged? Or, like you just said, is he just going to go home and, you know, do his thing and show up to work and just... That's true, man. It's like, true. That's another tough thing. Like, If the guy doesn't want to play for a good team, why is he going to want to play for a bad one? Right. Like, you're going to send him to a non-competitive place. Like, is he really going to, like, give it his all? Yeah, no, I don't see that happening. I don't see him going to a bad team that he knows isn't going to win anything and, and dropping 30-point triple-doubles and 
going to the rim hard. Like, no, I don't see it. And that's why it makes no sense because you have a decent chance to win here. And you're that stubborn. Like you said earlier, you're he that have mental health. <laughs> you're that, that doesn't stubborn. Make sense either. If he was playing for a bad team for like four years, then maybe he would have depression issues because, you know, I'm in a situation. I'm never going to win. I hate playing here. All this stuff. Who goes from a, who goes back to back 50 win seasons and all of a sudden isn't mentally ready to play? I hate this situation. I really do. How long have we been talking about this guy? This is still happening. Dude, this is rough. I, I miss when we were eight and two, and I'm mad that we had to get our momentum broken up for this because. Yeah, but I love the I love the it really comes to light the got people that don't actually watch the game that that post in like Facebook groups and stuff because <laughs> they have no idea what's going on. Somebody posted, "Oh, we're about to be nine and nine. What a what a disgrace of a franchise! Like dude, we just randomly fell off." Dude, you have people. I'm I'm seeing people say, "Oh, well, this this guy uh, Benny's still a top thirty player." You know when he's playing? No, he's not top thirty. No. Player. He's not good. I put out a tweet last night, and I knew it was controversial because people still don't want to admit it, but I just said, Tyrese Maxey is better than Ben Simmons. This is crazy. <laughs> like, who would have thought? And some people were responding like, he's good and his progression is great, but he's not at that level yet. At what level? At what level? Five points in a game seven? <laughs> what level? <laughs> Tyrese Maxey is better than Ben Simmons. At 21 years old, it's sad. <laughs> I don't care about his defense. I really don't. Yep. Give me people that can out play basketball. The guy can't play basketball. Yeah. He'd probably be a pretty good, like, NFL tight end. Yeah. Imagine that. 6'10", that fast. Yeah, but you, you got to have the dog in you. You got to have the mentality. Yeah, he doesn't like contact. He would get hit one time. And He'd be a good golf player. <laughs> 610 golfer. No no noise in the crowd, you know? Just That's true. You're not even allowed to boo people. Get kicked out. This is tough, man. But anyway, we we still got 230 people in here. You guys are the best, man. Thank you, you know, for being here again on a late night. We definitely want to get back to doing this. I still see people asking, you know, what's going on with your channel, so you guys are in here, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up and subscribe to both of our channels down on the on the banner. But uh, for the people that may just be tuning in, let them know what's going on. You know, like when you're going to be back and all. Yeah, it should be back in a couple of days. We had a we had a, a, a copyright claim that uh, automatically locks your channel for 14 days. Well, when you get three strikes, it locks the channel for 14 days. Okay, I didn't know one person for one. Uh, song could file four strikes in one day. Uh, this, the YouTube system is ridiculous. So anyway, somebody can file a lot of strikes on your channel and it locks it up for 14 days. It doesn't matter who you are. It's happened to really big YouTubers from random trolls on the internet. They can just go in and claim, hey, this guy's using my content. And YouTube says, okay, you have 14 days to prove to us that this is yours or 14 days to prove to us that you're suing this person or whatever. Either way, it locks your channel for 14 days. That's what I've been dealing with. Pretty much uh, pretty much what he's saying is he he pulled a 2-5 on us. That's what happened. Yes. He's out yeah. for personal reasons. 
Yeah, I'm out for personal reasons. It has not been good for my mental health. I will say that. It's been, I was angry for a, a couple days. I was confused for a while. I was scared in the beginning because I thought my YouTube channel could get banned for life because that it, 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 you sign on, it's a big like red screen. And it's like your channel is about to be removed permanently and you won't be able to make a new channel unless you dispute these claims. And then I had to read about it and I had to talk to some people that have been through it. Uh, yeah, but go show him some love, man. Go show his channel some love. He needs, he needs, he needs y'all firing on that first video he drops, you know? So definitely get him back going. Keep your noties on. Right. Keep them notifications on, but yeah. Uh, someone said Orlando, no way he's playing in Orlando. No way um seth what's going on my guy thanks for i mean being he, would, he would like florida you know yeah but who are who are the magic going to give us for for him markel fultz <laughs> true man cole anthony that kid is a baller man cole yeah, Anthony's right. that dude yeah they're not trading him who else jalen suggs no who else uh carter no i don't know who else they would trade who like who's the highest paid person on the Magic? Like Terrence Ross? Like it sucks. We have to hope that people still think he has trade value. Yeah, we, we, we needed to him to come back for five games and do what he had to do, and he did. Or it. we have to hope that GM that there's a GM out there that that can say, all right, this dude just doesn't want to be in Philly. Uh, this didn't work out. He doesn't fit next to Joel. Maybe when he comes to our team, he'll play like he did. Uh, you know these certain games or whatever. I don't know. That's too much. But maybe back up. He's not, there's just nothing we can do. Like terrible. Send him to Sacramento. That's the wave I'm on. Give me buddy. Give me buddy. Tyrese Halliburton and a first round pick. Boom. I would take that. I don't know. That's, that sounds like a lot (laughs) to give up for Ben Simmons. That's true. But Sac- Sacramento, they don't have enough room for their guards. Or give give us Davion Mitchell. I'm fine with that. I wanted to draft that guy. They're not giving us Fox, I'll tell you that. Jalen Brown for 25, someone said now. See, I, yeah. I just don't get that, though, like from a Celtics perspective. I say if Daryl Morey wants a, a star in return or somebody that's going to make you a championship team, then you got to package first-round picks with Ben Simmons. You got to say, I want to win a championship in the next three years. I'll give you a 2020. I'll give you what? What's after three years from now? I'll give you 2024, 2025, and 2026. There. You know, now if we suck after Joel Embiid's done, you have some real, you know, that would be, you know, then the team would be hoping like, hey, maybe we'll run into a, a Brooklyn Nets situation where we have a bunch of first round picks from a team that wasn't supposed to be bad, but now they are. I think that's what you would have to do to get a Jalen Brown on the Boston Celtics right now. I would do that. I would give up multiple picks. Yeah. I think that half of the GMs that Daryl's called have probably hung up on him. That's just my thoughts. Like, they're probably like, yeah, you know, we'll do Marcus Smart in a second. He's like, uh, let me get Jason Tatum and uh, <laughs> Grant Williams. <laughs> I'm starting to think he never answered the phone. I'm starting to think he's never even taken a call on Ben Simmons. And he just keeps telling like somebody to tell Shams or telling somebody to tell Woj that he 
Tell them I tell them I ask for five first round picks and three pick swaps and all their young players. <laughs> and he's just sitting back laughing, buying NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> just trolling. Daryl Morey's a funny dude, man. He doesn't he doesn't like look or sound like a, a rich, like kind of uh uh executive kind of guy. So maybe he's just literally having a blast. This feed he's up a basketball this. hound, though. Like I know yeah. he wants to win. Yeah, Could you does. imagine like two five traded for Marcus Smart, two NFTs and five Bitcoin? Like <laughs> I just think Daryl knows he knows he wants to be here for for probably a long time. You know, Daryl Morey's how old? What is he like fifty? He he's probably like, listen, I, I I'm gonna be a GM. Yeah, no, but I think he's probably like, I, I plan on still being a GM for a long time. I'm not gonna screw myself five years from now because this guy wants to force a trade. So no, I'm not doing that. Dang man, I just can't wait till the, I can't wait till this is done, and I can't wait to see what the trade actually is. Like that will be the maybe the one of the most historic days in sports. After all the talks, like when we finally find out what he gets moved for. Yeah, Buddy Hield was talking to Doc Rivers and covering his mouth with his jersey. Did you see that? Yeah, you remember Buddy a couple years ago? We were making videos about it. Like you know, everybody's in his comment section, like Buddy to Philly, and he's like posting these cryptic things like what he literally said he was liking all the he was liking all the instagram yeah Yeah. exactly and he literally said that one day it wasn't last year but the year before like after the bubble i remember they the exit interview he was literally like they were like are you coming back to the kings essentially and he was like you know i really don't have an answer on that like yeah he doesn't want to be there now they're benching him like come on before he got the contract, he openly said, he's like, well, if they're not going to pay me the money I want, someone else is going to pay me. Dude, that is he the was, worst franchise. He straight up called out the whole franchise several times. The worst franchise. You got, um, what's his name? Trishan Thompson calling out the franchise and flexing on us. He was flexing on Charles Bassey, and then he lost. <laughs> Come on, man. They acquired Tristan Thompson. I, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even know it was him. He's got like Iverson braids going on now, right? Yeah, I didn't even know it was him. Dude. Wow. He was just happy to be closer to the Kardashians. <laughs> he called out the entire team on Saturday. Then they fire their coach. He was like, I don't need no coach to tell me what to do. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, come on, dude. Morris says, Heel doesn't play defense. Please, no. My buddy, you just got to get over this stuff. You got to get over this overrated thing about somebody playing lockdown defense. You have to get over it. It's just not that valuable. Teams are winning championships, winning games 138 to 136 in game seven. This this Ben's a lockdown defender thing literally doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's cool. It's great. It's fun to watch. I like it when Luka Doncic tries to get past Ben Simmons and he can't do it. It's fun to watch, but it's not that valuable. Yeah. You need a guy that can score. Yeah. I'm th- I'm thinking Sacramento or Portland, honestly. CJ or whatever the Kings have to offer us. Maybe Cleveland oh. because it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. And, you know. But um what's his name? Sexton's out for the season. The thing about yeah, that's true too. Well, then there's another reason to trade for Ben. And and it's Cleveland, like it's the middle of Ohio. They don't nobody knows what's going on there. They really don't. They don't even like read the internet. It's They're a bunch playing of like, three big men. 
You could trade for Ben Simmons and just tell him he's a superstar and everyone in Ohio would believe you. Yeah. They don't even know Dave Chappelle's there. He's been living there forever. <laughs> he quit. He quit the Chappelle show and he's lived on a farm in Ohio. Nobody even knows he's there. He's like, what place can I go where nobody will know me? He went to Ohio. Dude, <laughs> this is a terrible situation. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what we've come down to. This is a terrible situation. And we're tired of it. So go make a trade. Make it happen. Let's beat the Warriors tomorrow night and shock the NBA. And then we come home, beat the Timberwolves, and then we go on like a five-game win streak. Get Joel back. Get him healthy. And Buddy, yeah. Heald. Buddy Heald doesn't win in Sacramento. Nobody's saying Buddy Heald's. Who what would make you think Buddy Heald's going to lead the Kings to anything? He's just a shooter. You're getting a shooter in return for Ben Simmons. Dude, Sacramento's not winning anything. They're, they haven't made the playoffs for 15 years. <laughs> They've drafted how many times in the top 10? I mean, yeah, they, they, they're, they're, they're just... Dude, the, they... The Bagley over Luka Doncic thing. I'm pretty sure well, that's what it was. They, they have gotten so lucky with these dudes that have fell to them, right? De'Aaron Fox fell to, I think it was number six. Halliburton fell to number 12. <clears throat> Mitchell fell to... What was it? Number seven, whatever. Like, dude, they have so many of these dudes. Like, come on. They they got Harrison Barnes averaging 20 a game. Like, you're telling me they can't even make the playoffs. Come on. I think Malik Monk went higher than than uh Matt, uh Darren Fox. Maybe maybe not. No, but I, I, I remember Malik Monk being like the more hyped one of the two of Kentucky. Right. Right. And and they get uh I mean, they get De'Aaron Fox. That's another one. They, they end up paying him a max contract. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Kings it is. Get him to California, do what he has to do, and that's that. But other than that, shout out to everybody in the chat. Can the Sixers get the dub tomorrow night? Let's hope. It's going to be a tough one. 10 p.m. Thanksgiving Eve. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm gonna oh. be DJing a I'm gonna be DJing a party. There you so go. Yeah. Won't be able to see that. Um, we won't miss too much. But I'm gonna. Uh, hopefully next year I'll just be doing YouTube and not doing that because I need to retire. I'm tired. <laughs> now he's now he's trying to go back into retirement. <laughs> I'm trying to retire from DJing. There you go. It's too much. It's too crazy of a lifestyle. I'm 35. There you go. Yeah. We'll see, man. But, yeah, go support his channel. Go uh, show him some love. We'll be back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It was nice talking with everyone. It's I know it's kind of been like a lot of the same because a lot of the dudes have been out, but we'll be back. You know, we'll be healthy soon. We'll be doing our thing. Um, yeah, guys, hit the thumbs up. Subscribe. Shout out to all the callers. Um, yeah, you guys will see us soon, man. Everybody have a great rest of your night. And, Thanks uh, for bringing me on, man. Thanks for letting me explain it to the people. You know? Yeah. Martian, uh, you can't hear my DJ mixes anywhere. I haven't recorded a DJ mix in like 10 years. I've literally been doing it as a job for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I, there's no there's no DJ Eastwood mixes out there anymore. <laughs> I like it, but I, I haven't taken it seriously for a long time. It's just the money's easy. <laughs> Got to make another channel, man. DJ channel. Nah, not interested. All right. Take it. <laughs> uh, 
Clark says we're we're losing by thirty tomorrow. Bet on that. <laughs> oh, Maybe, I hope I hope it's a close game and Steph hits like a game winning three and like celebrates because that'll be fun for me to laugh at. You know, like somebody like Julius Randle celebrating and flexing because they beat seven players. You know, I hope Seth hits a game winner in that, Golden State. That would be the ultimate. That'd be the best. If they if they make it a close that's what if they make if they actually make it a close game, I think they we're will. gonna be talking even higher than we're talking right now. I think they will, and I th- you know it's it's like I don't want to sound terrible with this, but like if Tobias Harris is out, I think it's gonna be a close game. I just don't think Tobias works without Joel because Doc's just gonna get too Tobias heavy, like we said earlier. Yeah, without Joel, it has to be really creative players on the floor that can ISO and Tobias can't ISO anyway. Great. And the ball's just going to be moving if Tobias isn't playing. So, but I feel like he is going to play. So if they win, if my channel's back tomorrow and they win, if my, if they win and my channel's back the day after, I'm going nuts. I love it. I love it. The 15 and two warriors, man. Who did they lose to? They lost to Charlotte and who else? Uh, let's see. It's crazy. It's so crazy that they're 15. Memphis. Memphis and Charlotte. So, yeah. Well, let's hope we get the dub. But anyway, shout out to everybody for tuning in. Thank you guys so much. As always, be safe. Appreciate y'all and have a great rest of your night. Catch you on the next one, man. Peace. Peace.